Okay, so I apologize. I had it on mute uh, for a second here. But I want I want a Bitcoiner to call into this show. And I want them to explain, you know, why, um, why Bitcoin should have a special pass, right? And not being taxed for the sale of the asset. Um, uh, not because Bitcoin, the asset is special, but for the specific purpose of, um, Bitcoin, the asset is, um, is this thing that, uh, is used in payments supposedly, and there needs to be a cap on, you know, we're going to let Bitcoin tax, tax, um, uh, capital gains tax slide, we're going to completely ignore it uh, if Bitcoiners can prove that they've um, that they've, they've spent less than uh, uh, $200 on a transaction you know, involving their precious Bitcoin. <clears throat> so I really want to understand why the Bitcoiners think that they should get special, special privileges here when everybody else and every other asset doesn't, you know, and I, I did talk about this before once and how housing technically gets like special, um, special exemptions from, from capital gains tax, you know, under certain, 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 uh, circumstances when it's used as, um, you know, when, when someone sells it and then they maybe uh, buy another house within a certain uh, time period. Now, I don't think this is good either. I don't think we should have specific um, tax policy that benefits asset or our funds. Um, this should be done away with. But this doesn't excuse the Bitcoiners. This idea that, that housing has special tax exemptions, you know, under certain circumstances, if you sell your house, you can take this, this profit, right, and go put into another house within a certain time period. Uh, and the idea that you can, like, not have to pay capital gains on this. You know, this, you know, most people would argue this incentivizes a housing boom. This incentivizes extra investment in housing, particularly because of the tax code. This doesn't give Bitcoiners like a blueprint, right? This isn't a blueprint on how to um, to pass certain legislation that, that gives your asset class an advantage. So I really want to see a Bitcoiner um, have the gall, have the balls, let's say, to call in here and debate me on why they think their precious asset called Bitcoin deserves a tax break, uh, you know, at $200 or less for a transaction. And I think that, you know, I'm referencing um, Loomis's new bill, right? Because I think that she says that all cryptos, now I haven't read it. I've read like a synthesis of it from, you know, Coindesk or from Zero Hedge. But it looks like she's letting all cryptos have a pass, not just Bitcoin, right? She's letting all cryptos have this, uh, this exemption under $200 where they don't pay a capital gains tax. In my opinion, the only reason why Loomis is probably throwing this bone to the rest of the crypto industry 
if this is in fact true, is because she knows that there's a whole other industry out there besides just Bitcoin and that the Bitcoiners are going to be thrown under the bus, right? If, if they pass legislation that just gives their own cryptocurrency special privileges and denies these special privileges to other coins. And this was my fear specifically, you know, about Bitcoin passing legislation to just advantage themselves was that they were going to try to call every other cryptocurrency a security. And this was a fear of a lot of alt corners, which in like, if you think about it practically, just isn't, isn't, um, isn't logical because if they were to call every other cryptocurrency, including Ethereum or ETH, right, a, a security, then there's no way that the Bitcoiners would have any kind of political power, at least outside Bitcoin, right? Now, there's a lot of Bitcoin power in and of itself, but they sort of align themselves with the entire crypto industry in order to get certain um, lobbying efforts passed, and they would find themselves um, combating right uh, internally a conflict with other crypto, you know, players if they were to label every other crypto as security. So while the Bitcoin maxis were calling for everything except Bitcoin is some kind of security, uh, there's no way that could have um, any 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 hope of passing right because all the other cryptos would basically form a lobby against bitcoin and not only um destroy bitcoin yeah so not only just say bitcoin is shit bitcoin's trash but they would actively uh lobby to actually destroy bitcoin and we see that through you know these these efforts of xrp who have been thrown under the, under the bus from the Bitcoiners, who are actively lashing out, I'd say, against the Bitcoiners in their effort to destroy, um, you know, a key component of proof of, of Bitcoin, which is called proof of work, right? They're actively going on the defense, on the offensive here to campaign, campaign against proof of work. And the Bitcoiners act all surprised. They say, they think this is like out of left field and they think, well, why are the XRP people so against Bitcoin? Well, it's probably because you threw them under the bus. I mean, if I were an XRP investor, I would be pretty pissed too at the Bitcoiners and would actively campaign to destroy them, right? So, um, so exp you know, if any Bitcoiner has the gall here, I guess they don't. But if anyone has the gall here to explain to me why their precious Bitcoin or why any crypto asset, right, under, so under $200, apparently, um, you know, quote unquote, a transaction to buy a good, right, that none of this can be proved. I mean, if I buy Ethereum is it, with my Bitcoin, you know, and it's under $200, is that considered a good, right? And, and, and Loomis supposedly has this thing in her bill about, oh, you can't structure your transactions. Um so she going to tell me how to trade Ethereum? Like she's going to tell me how to trade Bitcoin? No, she's not. Right. So this woman has no idea what she's doing. Um, I'm sure that she had people that she paid very well to write this bill, but there's no way this is going to pass. You're telling me that the, the, the country is going to pass this bill that basically gives Bitcoiners and other crypto people a free pass. on not paying taxes. They're going to have to pay their fair share. Right. Um, I want to scream Democrats like 
where are the Democrats? Because they don't like people getting away with not having to pay taxes. And the Bitcoiners pretending like this is um, a payment technology. How can they prove that I didn't just buy Ethereum or ETH with my Bitcoin and under $200? Can they really prove that? And where is the logic that says that you shouldn't have to pay capital gains on an appreciated asset, right? Just because you want to barter with Walmart and buy some some sunscreen. Like, wh what, what kind of stupid logic is this? The Bitcoiners have the worst logic ever. And the people that are in Bitcoin are not logical. They are really bad thinkers. Or they're in on it. They're either really poor thinkers or they're in on this con, right? They know what's going on and they're laughing, right? So if I wasn't so offended by the Bitcoiners logic, if I didn't um, dislike fraud as much as I do, I'd be laughing too, right? Because I can see right through this con. It's a way to not have to pay taxes uh, and pretend like you're a currency, right? Bitcoin needs to prove that it's not a currency. Other cryptos need to prove they're not a currency, right? And the, if the Bitcoiners go along with this, supposedly, right? They don't like other cryptos. They think they're frauds. But if they go along with Loomis's bill to allow all cryptos this loophole where they get around not having to pay capital gains tax, right, on these crypto assets, as long as supposedly they're buying something with the Bitcoin for less than $200, they'd never specify that they can't buy another crypto asset. So what, what is going on here? Like the Bitcoiners are okay with these Ponzi schemes. They're okay with people like getting rich off of them and not having to owe taxes off of them. Um, as long as it helps Bitcoin, as long as Bitcoin can, uh, the Bitcoiners can enrich themselves, not have to pay capital gains. Right. And just, um, and be able to uh, not have to pay taxes, right? And their theory is that this Bitcoin thing is a currency, which of course it's not, but they think it is. Um, so they think this is going to help them, right? They think this is going to help Bitcoin adoption. They think it's going to help the Lightning Network. And in reality, no one is using Bitcoin to transact. No one is pricing anything in Bitcoin. So if you're going to pay someone in Bitcoin, and you want to pretend like you don't know cap gains tax because you're, you're, you're buying, you know, a coffee and a sandwich and your, your total bill is like $200 or whatever it is. And you want to pretend like you don't owe any cap gains on this on this Bitcoin that you sold. Right. To basically um, that you you, pay, you hand it over to the coffee shop because the coffee shop, you know, is pretending like they're taking Bitcoin. You want to pretend like you are paying in Bitcoin. Right. Well, you know, you need to prove to me that this that this coffee is priced in Bitcoin. And if it's not priced in Bitcoin, you don't get a tax exemption, right? You need to prove that what you're paying for, the items are priced in Bitcoin. If you want to treat Bitcoin as money, which Senator Loomis does, right? She's pretending, pretending like Bitcoin is money. Uh, she's pretending like Bitcoin is being used in transactions. And it's fundamentally not. Nothing is priced in Bitcoin. These coffee shops, I guarantee you, they pretend like they accept Bitcoin and technically maybe they do, but they do so with the third party that helps them convert this Bitcoin into the local currency. Because if they're not pricing their coffee in Bitcoin, you know, 
then it's a clue to you Bitcoiners that they're not really accepting Bitcoin. You know, they're not hodling this Bitcoin, you know, unless they're just rich by themselves. They are converting this Bitcoin on the fly, usually through a third party, like a BitPay server, to, um, to local currency. So they're not accepting Bitcoin, right? You can say they're accepting Bitcoin just like you're accepting Visa, but you're not being paid with Visa bucks, right? There's, there's no such thing as I'm hodling Visa. Like no one, no merchant, no coffee merchant says this. I accept Visa and I'm hodling the, the Visa. No, you say you're accepting Visa, yes, as a payment rail, as a person who helps you accept the dominant medium of exchange, right, called US dollars. And they're just a technology, a service provider that helps businesses do this. So the Bitcoin is not really being accepted. It's a payment rail, just like Visa. The dollars are being accepted and the Bitcoin ultimately has to be sold in order to get the, the dollars to the business because the dollars have, sorry, the business has real expense in dollars. They have to pay labor in dollars. They have to pay their taxes in dollars. They have to pay all of these things in dollars, not Bitcoin. So at the end of the day, they don't really accept Bitcoin. You know, show me a coffee shop that actually like holds Bitcoin on their balance sheet, right? And doesn't convert the Bitcoin to dollars. And then I'll let you pretend like this, this coffee shop is accepting Bitcoin. Until then, you're basically committing fraud if you're marketing uh, this coffee shop as um, just as accepting Bitcoin and pretending like in this marketing scheme, like they're holding on to the Bitcoin. Like they really want the Bitcoin. They really don't want the Bitcoin. They just want the dollars that the Bitcoin's priced in. So you need to, you need to explain to me why, again, Bitcoin gets a free pass as far as um, uh, no cap gains tax for transactions below a certain amount, Right. So, so do you have to buy certain products for this to kick in? Uh, can I buy Ethereum? Can I buy other tokens, right? With this Bitcoin, right? Or with any crypto, I assume this is going to be for any crypto under $200 worth. Um, how is the tax man going to police this? How are they going to like accuse someone even of, of, you know, violating this rule? Like I could just, there's just so much extra work that has to be has to be done by the, the IRS, IRS agents here that it's basically going to be unpoliceable because I could say, well, um, I've structured my trades in a way to buy, you know, can, you know, buy Ethereum or ETH with Bitcoin. Uh, but you don't know what, why I'm doing so. You don't, you don't know, you can't say this is structured. I mean, uh, maybe, maybe honestly, I'm, <laughs> I, I just want to move small amounts of Bitcoin and, and move them into Ethereum. I mean, there's, there's, and you can say Ethereum is a product, right? So I'm buying a product. Yes. You know, it's not coffee, but I'm buying a product called Ethereum or some other token. Uh, so this is just a farce. Like this, this bill is not going to pass for a number of reasons. Um, the main one is going to be, you know, these, these supposed Democrats that signed on to Loomis's bill need to be thrown under the bus. Democrat myself, but I will align with them to kill Bitcoin and to kill crypto in general. But I'm surprised that these people um, are aligning with these Republican uh, Bitcoin uh, crypto proponents. Um, do these, do their constituents really know 
that this Gillibrand, right, this Gillibrand, who's a senator of New York, do her constituents know, and these are supposed to be Democrats, right? She is willing to let Bitcoiners who are already rich, who have already made a lot of money in, in crypto, uh, that she's willing to let them not pay their fair share, not, not pay taxes, a legal loophole for the Bitcoiners, a legal loophole for the crypto people, right? Are, you know, are her, are her constituents aware of this, right? Because Bitcoiners aren't really for sort of letting people get away with tax evasion. Like that's not really what they're known for. They're known for sticking it to the man, paying your fair share. If you've made a billion dollars trading Bitcoin, you need to pay up, right? You need to pay your fair share. And now we see a, a Democrat senator allowing legally these Bitcoin bros to get away with not having to pay taxes. They don't even need to leave the country. They don't even need to renounce their citizenship. They don't even need to meet, to move to Malta or Puerto Rico or Spain or any of these other countries that basically don't um, have capital gains tax or any tax on Bitcoin. No, 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 no. You can be a, a New York resident and get away with this shit. You can be a New York resident now and not have to pay any taxes on Bitcoin because you can structure your transactions and make it appear like you don't owe anything. And this is very explicit. Now, you could play around with a tax code before in Bitcoin and pretend like you've got, structure your trades, these like wash trades, make these wash trades to look like you've you've had a loss, right? So you could basically hold Bitcoin and technically be up and haven't sold. Right or 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 use the the price. Um, actually, so I'm forgetting exactly what the mechanism is, but I know of people who've done this. I know of people who haven't left the U.S. who have legally um, used this idea of some kind of loss mechanism with Bitcoin. Oh, so they sell and they buy back lower, and they're using this 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 like first in first out rule. Of, of, of Bitcoin or of crypto that some tax advisors advise um, where they think that because Bitcoin's fungible, um, they can basically lower their cost basis of their higher price Bitcoin by basically selling their losers or something and then, um, and then uh, not really taking the, um, so, so, writing off your loss sort of on your taxes against your income. Now, I'm not explaining it right, but it was something to this effect where the Bitcoiners were, were essentially sort of, I'd say, using a maybe a legal loophole. Maybe it's a loophole. Maybe it's legal. I don't know. But I don't believe in this first in, first out. I believe in you keeping track of your UTXOs when you bought, when you sold, and keeping track of, of um, each, each UTXO and where it came from specifically. I don't believe in this whole first in, first out. What the hell is this? Um, this is sort of a way to to jig and, and rearrange which Bitcoin you bought where. Uh, no, 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 no. You need to keep track of which Bitcoin you bought where and specifically at what price, right? You, you, you shouldn't be able to just pretend like they're all fungible and that they're all interchangeable uh, because you bought certain Bitcoin at a certain price from certain, you know, um, exchanges or whatever. You should track that. You shouldn't be able to to fund to manipulate that. But that's a separate topic, and I I don't even remember exactly what the issue was here, and if it's even legal or not. Uh, it's definitely stretching the law, but maybe it's legal.
and that's fine. But, um, but the point is, is, is that Loomis and her bill really ticks me off. I mean, so she assumes that the reason why something should be taxed, like an asset, um, is, is what you use it for, the purpose, right? She completely gets this wrong. So she completely misunderstands why, like, something is taxed, an asset. Like, so, you know, the traditional capital gains tax, why this exists. It doesn't exist because um, I want to go spend my, my Apple shares that I've had for two years and I want to buy some barbecue and I'm going to do a little barter transaction. That, that doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is there's this app, asset called Apple and I want to sell this asset to buy something called barbecue. Now, um, it doesn't matter why I want to sell this Apple stock, right? It doesn't matter that I want to sell Apple stock in order to buy some barbecue, right? And it also doesn't matter if I'm able to go directly from Apple stock to barbecue or I just have to sell it first, raise dollars, and then go buy the barbecue with some dollars. That doesn't matter. She's, she's confusing like function, right? With, with what you're doing. And she's, this, this lady is an absolute idiot or she is taking advice from people who are idiots. Or the only thing that I can come up with is that they're conning the system. They're conning the system because they know what they're doing and that what they want to do is they want to advantage themselves. They don't want to have to pay cap gains tax. They want to pretend like Bitcoin is a currency. And so they're trying to pass these laws that give themselves an advantage. Um, but it's really disgusting what they're doing. And it's not even academically sound. Like you don't come up with capital gains proposals, you know, to limit something because you think that you're paying for some, for some kind of payment, right? You want to use this in payments um, and you shouldn't be taxed on it. No, no. That, that's not how our system works. You're perverting the system. You're perverting concepts. Um, and it's like most people, I hope, can see right through this. And I hope this bill gets, um, gets um, destroyed. And I really, you know, if it takes the Democrats saying, you know, these Bitcoiners are really rich and greedy uh, and they don't come up with the argument like that I've come up with, which you shouldn't be basing capital gains tax off of what you want to barter with or what you want to pay uh, um, money that you raise from selling this asset with. Like, it doesn't matter that you want to buy coffee or that you want to buy like coffee that's under $200 or whatever you want to buy. Uh, that doesn't matter, right? The fact is the matter. You're selling an asset um, and you shouldn't just say, well, if you're selling less than $200 worth, uh, you shouldn't have to pay capital gains. That's absolutely ridiculous logic. Uh, where are the economists, where are uh, the people that are, are standing up to this? And where are the senators that hate Bitcoin, that hate the rich? Yes, where are the people that hate rich people? I want to see these people come out because do they realize that these Bitcoiners are trying to pass basically a law that makes them immune to taxes? Some of these Bitcoiners, a lot of them, just survive off Bitcoin, right? They've been hodling. They have either jobs in Bitcoin or they just Bitcoin. They're bit, they're deep into Bitcoin. All they own is Bitcoin. They basically sell a little Bitcoin each year to survive. So you're telling me that these people don't have to pay taxes? Are you really telling me that? You know, and if you're going to eliminate cap gains tax, right? Cap gains tax is something that, that comes into effect 
after you hold usually a stock for over a year, right? So you have to pay this 20% cap gains tax. Um, otherwise, it's income. If, if you're a short-term trader, if you happen to buy and sell a stock in less than a year, you have to treat this stock and any income that you you make on it, any gains that you make on it, as ordinary income. And you have to add that to your your income for the year, you know. So, um, so the cap gains rate is it's capped at twenty percent, right? And this is if you hold the asset over over um, a year. And I think that this is then separated out. It's sort of added to your tax liability, but it's separate. It's treated separately from your ordinary income tax rate. So the Bitcoiners saying, we don't even want to pay this 20%. We want to be able to get away scot-free off holding, you know, um, our cap gains on holding this Bitcoin or other cryptos. If they're, you know, getting this free pass too, which I think they are, or else, you know, Bitcoiners would have a lot of um, a pushback, right? They'd be thrown under the bus. Um, so they basically had to give this same tax ruling to all cryptos, in my opinion. I think that's what's in Loomis's bill. I haven't read the actual bill. I've just read like a synthesis of it. But uh, it said, I think, all crypto transactions under $200. Uh, so again, where are the Democrats here? You need to rally your troops. Now, I'm not a Democrat, but I will completely back them uh, to go against this crypto lobby, this crypto bill. And you should be calling for Senator Gillibrand, who's apparently a Democrat senator in the state of New York. You should be basically calling for this woman's head. The Democrats should be roasting this woman on a stick. Where are they? What is going on here? What is going on in the Democrat Party? Why are they aligning with these crypto bros, right? Why did Loomis come out with this partisan bill today like she she apparently just announced it today uh she posted it somewhere right i've only i've only seen a synthesis of it but you should be um you should be self-policing your party if you are a democrat what is going on here why are you allowing the crypto industry right and why are you allowing democrat senators to align with these Republican senators to pass this crypto bill, especially, especially if you are allowing crypto bros to not have to pay taxes. That is something the Democrats are not for. And your party, your your party looks very um, weak right now. It looks very hypocritical. Normally, the Democrats are able to get everybody on board. They're able to make all the Democrats toe the line. This is an apparent weakness. The Democrats are not on the same page when it comes to crypto legislation, and that is their weakness. That is a huge weakness, in my opinion. And it's the only one that I really see, is that they're not all on board on the same um, issue here. And, and my question is, is why? Why aren't they all thinking alike? Why have the crypto bureaus been able to bribe their way into uh, the pocketbooks of these Democrats? Uh, why isn't Senator Gillibrand's head being uh, called for uh, and roasted on a stick, right, from these Democrat constituents? All they need to know is that Senator Gillibrand is letting these, these Bitcoiners, these crypto bros get rich and not even have to pay taxes. So the Democrats don't like rich people. 
Right. And they especially don't like ill-gotten gains and wealth transfer. And I align with the Democrats on this issue. All of crypto is a wealth transfer activity. This isn't capitalism. They didn't earn their money. They don't deserve to keep it. Tax the hell out of it. Right. And what are you doing? What are you instead doing? You're letting minorities get railroaded by Bitcoin bros. You're letting them pretend like they're helping them when they're selling them Bitcoin. Oh, it helps the unbanked. Oh, it helps minorities. Oh, it's good for equity and inclusion. Bullshit. No, it's not. And if you believe that as a Democrat, you're being railroaded and conned. So, um, and proof of this is the fact that the Democrats right now are aligning with, with the Republicans in Congress. Senator Loomis has got Senator Gillibrand on board here, Democrat, right? And they got her on board somehow, right? Are they giving her Bitcoin under the table? That's what, that's my assumption. Have, have, what have they done for her? Let, let's investigate this, right? So they've done something for this woman, right? Or her, her family member, right? Or her, whoever she's, she's close to. Um, maybe she's going to get a good cushy job after she gets voted out of the Senate uh, at Coinbase or something. But the fact is, is that she's on board with this and she's on board with throwing her party under the bus throwing her constituents under the bus, right? And not only promoting Ponzi schemes, right, and outright fraud, but allowing them to keep their profits and not even have to pay taxes. So she's okay. So Senator Gillibrand's okay with the fraud. She's okay with the Ponzi nature. She's okay with the wealth transfer activity from poor people to really rich people in crypto. She's okay with all of this by, by her actions. Uh, and, and she wants to also... Um, allow these fraudsters and scammers to also have to not have to pay taxes. So not only is she not even standing up to the crypto bros on what they're doing here, fraud, scams, right? She's also saying, oh yeah, let's make them even richer. Let's, um, let's not, let's, let's get them a free pass on having to pay any taxes. Um, does that really sound like a democratic value to you? Um, it doesn't really sound like a democratic value to me. And uh, I'm, I'm frankly shocked that this woman has been allowed to, you know, this bill has been percolating. It's been released. There's been versions of it released. Why hasn't she been reined in by her democratic leadership? You know, and I'm not a political expert here, but this is a very public bill and her name's on it. And the Democrat Party is on the line here. Right. And the Democrats are in deep, deep shit. Right. Come November. We all know this. And aligning with the crypto bros doesn't it's not a good look for them. Like it just it just further digs them into this hole they've dug with the public. Right. They look like they're corrupt. They look like they're just out for them. Uh, They're not the party anymore of the poor. And this just seals the deal. Right. This just 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 throws it, you know throw in the towel just these 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 um these senators even the democrat senators they don't care about their constituents and now you know they're getting bribed left and right to just go along with the crypto industry and now they're not only standing up to the fraud and the scams they're allowing bitcoiners to not even have to pay taxes you know from their bitcoin profits in this country what's what's next right what I mean, what 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 can you do next? Like, this is the biggest scam, like, from the crypto industry ever, 
And I've been warning about this for at least a year that the Bitcoin crypto industry has been lobbying for state power to give themselves all kinds of goodies, right? They're not, they're not trying to, um, the Bitcoiners aren't trying to say, well, we should get rid of capital gains tax for every asset, right? So if they don't like capital gains tax, that's an argument to be made, but you, you don't have a leg to stand on if you just say, well, well we just want to get rid of capital gains tax for Bitcoin. You know, stocks, you know, we're fine with capital gains tax on that. We're fine with all with capital gains tax on, you know, whatever other asset there is. I, I mentioned housing. Housing has some special privileges that I don't agree with. Uh, but in general, um, you know, you have to pay capital gains tax on assets that appreciate. So uh, why should Bitcoin get special approval here? And if the Bitcoiners say, well, we don't like these taxes. They're just too much, you know. Well, then you'd be principled and you would you would try to overturn the law. You would campaign and you would give arguments for why across the board capital tank gains tax is too high or it's unfair. Instead, they're trying to basically just say we we should get special privileges on our particular asset. Right. But I think that. I think that in this bill, again, it's on all crypto assets. So all crypto assets get a special pass. And if it's $200 or less on your, your supposed quote unquote payment, right, using crypto, um, then you don't have to pay cap gains tax. So I think that they had to do this because the entire rest of the, rest of the crypto industry would, would rightly come after them, right, for unfairness, right? But what about the rest of the world, right? So if Bitcoiners just tried to say, well, Bitcoin is the only one that should should escape capital gains tax uh, for $200 or less on, on payments using Bitcoin. Rightly so, Uniswap, uh, all the other thousands of cryptos, Ethereum, ETH, uh, Cardano, uh, XRP, I mean, just the whole list of them would rightly come after Bitcoiners, throw them under the bus and want to kill their currency. Because why should Bitcoin get a special special privilege and bitcoiners may say well we're we're trying to be money or we are money right we want to be a currency but uh but that's not what the the bill says the bill says if you pay with the cryptocurrency we shouldn't have to pay taxes right they're not saying that they're not claiming that bitcoin is the only one that wants to be a currency now bitcoin is the only one that pretends to be a currency pretends like they want to be money right but but again, all these other cryptos would throw them under the bus and want to kill Bitcoin, rightly so. Uh, but I want to kill Bitcoin because of this, because, you know, I don't have an incentive for another uh, crypto necessarily. Now, I am involved in another cryptocurrency that's not really on the radar, but I'm not really involved. I don't, I don't really um, want to shoot Bitcoin down because I want to promote this other currency, this other crypto. But I'm saying that the argument is, is that I'm not involved in cryptocurrency in general, and that if I'm not involved in cryptocurrency in general, why should cryptocurrency get a special tax exemption? Why should they get to not have to pay cap gains tax when other, other, um, you know, other things like you know houses or stocks, let's just say, they have to pay capital gains tax when they're sold. So, um, so I'm looking at this like I. I hate crypto. Like I, I don't like these people that are just trying to pass legislation to advantage themselves. And if they want to say they're principled, if they want to say that they're passing this stuff to promote freedom, quote unquote freedom, you know, I call, I call bullshit out on them because, um, 
if they really cared about freedom and principles, they would be overturning capital gains tax across the board. They'd be overturning things like the BSA laws across the board, money transmitter laws. Instead, they just try to advantage their little industry, they, the rest of the country be damned, right? So they don't really like BSA. Who does, right? Who likes money transmitter laws? Nobody. Nobody likes the privacy invasion. No one likes the fact that the government, government might be tracking us. Nobody really likes this, right? But the Bitcoiners, instead of using their power for good and, and try to get these laws overturned, they just want to advantage themselves. They think they found a little legal loophole here. Uh, I guarantee you it's not. It's just a matter of time until these Bitcoin miners are considered money transmitters, in my opinion. But they think that they've they've discovered a little legal loop loophole or technology loophole where they've basically been able to confuse regulators and evade uh, these laws. Um, and they're happy to keep it that way, right? Because they have this little Bitcoin monopoly. It's a Bitcoin monopoly. This is what is a competitive edge for Bitcoin. Oh, we don't have to register as a Bitcoin miner as a financial institution. Why? Because we use blockchain. Because we have this special technology that allows us to not have to register as a money transmitter. Even though, functionally, we are moving value for people. And my Bitcoin miners are third-party intermediaries, right? They move, they move value from A to B from person to person, and they don't have to abide by the same rules as other financial institutions. They don't have to KYC. They don't have to report on transaction size. They don't have to do any of this, all because the regulators haven't seen them for what they are. They're not just creating new, new Bitcoin. They're not just mining new Bitcoin. They're actually stamping approval over Bitcoin transactions that move uh, value. So, yeah. So these Bitcoiners, it's the same playbook, right? They just want to advantage themselves. That's why Senator Loomis's bill includes this $200 tax exemption status for any payment made with Bitcoin. And I think it's any crypto, really. Uh, they don't have to pay capital gains tax. So, um this is tied to an arbitrary amount of value. This is tied to the price, right? It is tied to, is it tied to particular goods and services that you buy with this crypto? And are they, is the government going to make sure that whoever the merchant is that's accepting the Bitcoin for the, for the coffee, are they going to make sure this, this coffee merchant is hodling this Bitcoin? I really hope so, because if they're not hodling it, they're not really accepting it. Right. If they're using a BitPay server, uh, can you really tell me they're accepting Bitcoin? Like, do they really want the Bitcoin? No. The Bitcoin is being used as a technology, as a transfer mechanism. And this 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 shouldn't count. Right. This this isn't being used as a currency. It's being used as a technology service to move um, to move fiat because Bitcoin is ultimately priced in fiat or dollars or whatever local currency that you're in. Uh, and Bitcoin is primarily used to move USD or to move fiat dollars. Uh, the Bitcoin itself is never really wanted unless you're like an investor speculator of the Bitcoin itself. And if you're running a business, if you're accepting uh, Bitcoin for your business, it's a marketing scheme. It's to get this to make it easier on the hodlers to buy stuff with with the Bitcoin uh, in, in marketing to say that you're Bitcoin friendly. 
But if you have a business and you're, you're basically, um, your, your, your costs, right. Or price in dollars, you need to sell this Bitcoin to raise dollars, to pay your expenses. And you have a cost of producing whatever product you're producing. If you're producing coffee, right. You have to pay workers and you have a profit margin there and you don't want this profit margin eaten up by the volatility of Bitcoin. So there's no way that you're just storing, you know, hodling Bitcoin. If you're a coffee shop merchant who's selling coffee to these hodlers and accepting Bitcoin, there's no way you want to keep this Bitcoin, you know, unless, unless you have another way to pay your bills. You're just a rich crypto bro, right? That can afford it, right? Because you've made a lot of money in Bitcoin. You decided to start this Bitcoin coffee shop. I think I see a lot of this. It's like a rich crypto bro decides to go to El Salvador or whatever, start a business, accepts Bitcoin, you know, and if they're saying they're hodling the Bitcoin, they're not selling it. Well, it's because, you know, they have other means to pay their expenses and their margins, uh, their profitability um, is, is, is not a big deal to them. Like they don't need to sell the Bitcoin immediately to raise dollars to secure their their profit to lock in their profit margin, right? Um, they have, they either have a lot of Bitcoin, a lot of money. They don't care about their profitability. It's all about just, just Bitcoin and the marketing, the message that, that they're going to sell Bitcoin. Or maybe it's a strategy to get a lot of Bitcoiners to come to your shop, to frequent it. And maybe you assume that I might lose a little bit of money, you know, just storing the Bitcoin, right? The price, price, price volatility. But, um, I'm, I'm going to make it up because I'm going to um, advertise myself to the Bitcoiners and they're going to they're going to love me. Right. And they're going to come back to my coffee shop. Maybe it's a marketing strategy of some sort. But at the end of the day, um, I don't know why Loomis. I thought she was not going to be able to put this in. I really thought that she wasn't going to be able to get away with this. And we'll see. Right. It's not passed yet. It's just it's just being introduced. Uh, or published. So we'll see if, if this, this sticks, but in my opinion, it, it, it won't like the Bitcoiners aren't going to get away with this. You know, the crypto people are not going to get away with not having to pay taxes, you know, even on $200 worth, because you can, um, you can make lots of little transactions, right? Cause it doesn't, it doesn't, I don't think it says what you can't and can't buy. Um, you can make lots of transactions and, under $200. And is the IRS really going to be able to investigate and track down every, every 200, you know, less than $200 payment and see if it was legitimate to see if it was a legitimate purchase. And and what are they going to say is legitimate or structured, you know, so that you can get away with not having to pay your gap capital gains tax. But I think worse than that, it just looks really terrible. We have, you know, high taxes in this country and we have this narrative of the rich, not paying their fair share. And to me, this is a political, this is political suicide for the crypto industry. This just makes them look really, really terrible. You know, especially if you have Democrats um, aligning with the crypto, you know, typical Republicans, I'd say, uh, or libertarians, right, that tend to lean um, Republican. I'd say that this is absolutely uh, ridiculous for this senator to go out, go out of the, on the line here and support this bill. And the only reason why Senator Gillibrand, who is a Democrat, is is in favor of this is that she's being bribed, probably behind the scenes somehow. She's getting some kind of advantage. Why else, right? 
she's got some kind of connection to the crypto industry. Why else would she be for this? I guess it's it's New York, right? And there's Wall Street. And Wall Street's really sympathetic to the crypto industry because they know that they can make a lot of money in this space, right? So they don't care what they're selling in Wall Street. They just want to sell stuff. Uh, and the crypto industry has legal arbitrage going for it. Now, if they can pass this, has tax advantage going for it. Um, you create this stuff virtually out of nothing, and you can get away with all kinds of fraud selling it and pumping it. So why the hell not, right? Uh, just throw another bone to the Wall Street people, to rich crypto bros, right? Just make them even richer. How is that going to play with the public? How is that going to play uh, with the public who already see Bitcoiners and crypto people as securing uh, wealth that is undeserved? And I, I, I have made this argument before that Bitcoin isn't capitalism and neither is crypto. It's a way... It's a wealth transfer. And capitalism is supposed to be about um, productivity. It's about having, um, it's about being able to voluntarily um, um, make investments, create businesses, right? Attract capital, but, but not through fraud. It's not about exploiting people. Capitalism is not about exploitation, right? This is the socialist attitude toward what capitalism is. They think you're exploiting workers, but that's not my opinion, right? That's not my opinion at all. Um, but I think that Bitcoin, while they, they um, induce a lot of buying into Bitcoin and crypto in general, they're doing so primarily through, they're taking advantage of the fact that it's a bubble and we have cheap money and the Fed is basically making capital free. And a bubble is a natural phenomenon um, that is not fraudulent necessarily. It's it's created by the Fed, by the Fed's actions. But on top of that, we have fraud in the Bitcoin and crypto community about the people who are out there trying to sell Bitcoin, trying to induce extra buying. So they have the bubble going for them, right? They have the cheap money. You know, we'll see. You know how 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 uh, the Fed is going to maybe reduce. Um, you know, um, well, the cheap money, right, phenomena, they might, they might raise interest rates. We'll see how far they get before they turn around. But the crypto industry has this cheap money and they have this bubble that naturally attracts more people to it. That is not fraud itself. And that's the main mechanism of how Bitcoin crypto exists and, and gets bigger. But you also have on top of that all the fraud. And this is all of the lies that's said about Bitcoin. And, you know, when um, when Ayn Rand said that capitalism is the best system, right, she 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 explains that that capitalism isn't about fraud because fraud is theft. Fraud is a way to trick someone into handing you over property, but through misstatements and through false claims. And this is all over the crypto Bitcoin industry. And bit, I call out Bitcoin in particular here. Um, lots of false claims, lots of, mis, lots of misstatements in order to induce people to come into Bitcoin, to buy it, right? Uh, to to um, create profits, right? For the people that got in early and are exiting. Um, and then all the businesses built around this industry. 
right? They, they also are benefiting from all the fraud and all the lies. Uh, but this isn't capitalism. Um, Bitcoin itself, oh, so let me exclude all the businesses around um, this industry because the businesses technically are, are showing, selling the shovels, right? In order to, uh, to, to give to the people who want to, um, to get into the token, you know, speculative business. So excluding those businesses, crypto and, and Bitcoin itself, um, let's talk about Bitcoin mainly, isn't a productive activity. It doesn't produce anything of value. If you buy Bitcoin, there isn't a business called Bitcoin that's, that's producing something they can sell that's productive that can create wealth or generate wealth. It's all you're doing is giving your, your money to somebody else who bought Bitcoin before you, right? Or maybe buy, mine the Bitcoin, but it's a wealth transfer activity, right? Unless you're in the business like a Bitcoin mining, where you're investing resources for for new issuance of Bitcoin, right? That you you plan on um, on hopefully um, invest. You know your your capital expenditure is less than the is less than the the profit you can make from mining the new Bitcoin and, and selling that into the market. That's very different from just a person who buys Bitcoin and and thinks that they're they're in a productive industry, right? Or thinks that they're doing something good and that Bitcoin can increase in value um, by anything other than just conning more people or getting more people to persuading more people to buy Bitcoin. But at the end of the day, the only reason why you should buy Bitcoin is if you think someone in the future will buy at a higher price. And so, but the Bitcoin, the Bitcoiners like to say, well, this is a normal adoption. If adoption happens, people will want Bitcoin. They'll demand it and they'll buy it at higher prices in the future. But, but they like to say the util- they like to come back to this utility aspect of Bitcoin, which I actually did a little podcast earlier in the day, part three of my unpacking Bitcoin, which I thought was really, really good. And because in it, I think I get to the heart of um, this idea that you need to separate the Bitcoin network, the utility service that the Bitcoiners say it provides from the token of Bitcoin itself that you buy. And you really do need to separate out the two because the utility aspect, the transfer value can be replicated by other blockchains, right? Not exactly to the T, right? Like crossing every T, but um, in theory, like you can, you can move value with any blockchain. Stable coins, for instance, are a good example. You can buy a stable coin and move, move um, value on this blockchain. If that's your goal, that's the utility of Bitcoin. This can be replicated, but Bitcoin has the added advantage of having a a, um, a a capped, artificially capped token, right? And you have to buy this thing to um, to use the utility of blockchain, to use the utility of Bitcoin as a transfer mechanism. But um, the reason why Bitcoin hasn't been displaced yet, right? It hasn't been displaced is because technically um, the Bitcoin, the little b, the token, is, is bought not for the utility, but for a speculative purpose for or for a store value purpose, this narrative around Bitcoin that exists. And in my opinion, that is why Bitcoin has been able to survive, right? That's why it hasn't been displaced by all of these forks and all of these other competing chains that, that claim that they can also transfer value because at the end of the day, what gives a, a crypto token value is its ability to be converted into the local currency and exchanged or moved peer to peer, 
right? So you can move um, value by buying into the token with dollars or whatever local currency you have, transferring it to somebody else. That person can then, in theory, exchange it for their local currency. Now, uh, it's a package deal here because you have to assume there's an exchange that you can convert, right, the Bitcoin or token back to your local currency. But the point is, is that uh, there's no limit on how many of these crypto tokens could be invented or blockchains, right, where you can transfer value, this currency equivalent token, right, that can be created um, by code and, and transferred. So Bitcoin, in theory, should have been displaced, right, just like Uber displaced the New York City taxi uh, cab medallions that were that were sold um, because Bitcoin is a, a token that's limited, right, in, in supply, just like these, these taxi medallions in New York City were, um, but the utility is not limited. So you have this, this token that's limited, you have, um, you have the token that's limited, and you also have this connection to a utility um, that's technically not limited, right? We all know that you could use any blockchain, you can use a stablecoin. Um, and an Uber came in and provided taxi service, right? So what happened to the taxi medallions in, in New York City? The value plummeted uh, when Uber came in. What happened to Bitcoin when we, we see all these forks and all these other crypto assets come in uh, to provide sort of the same service? I mean, there's differences some, somewhat in what they do. Um, you know, Ethereum, yeah, it allowed uh, other people to create tokens on top of it. Uh, a lot easier than the Bitcoin, you know, colored coin model did. But, but, um, but the main the main point is that uh, people invest in Bitcoin, not the token, not for the utility, not for the utility that's marketed around the world, especially like at the Oslo Freedom Forum um, about how it can help people get out of dictatorships and stuff. Um, because technically, any crypto can do that. Uh, it's it's marketed separately. It needs to be unpacked from the utility service that it theoretically provides. It's a speculative token. It's a token to store value. It's a it's an inflation hedge. It's all of these things which are unique to Bitcoin. And this is an argument actually the Bitcoiners could use to their advantage, right? And I think they do. I'm not the first one to make this point, but I am the first probably critic to make this point that this is an advantage for Bitcoin, right? This has this narrative that it's a limited supply token, it provides a utility, right, that that can be disrupted by other other cryptos. But what's unique to Bitcoin is the limited limited supply token. This narrative around its inflation, you know, that it's inflation um, hedge, that it's a store of value, all of these things. Um, I forgot how I got onto this topic. If anybody wants to wants to make a comment, challenge me on these ideas uh please call in because i uh i've lost my train of thought here i don't know how i got onto this topic of um the unpacking of bitcoin as i like to call it the unpacking of what you know these these different um concepts and what bitcoin is right that's how i like to describe it is is these there's the token there's the network and the bitcoiners they 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 make this obvious too they they talk about little b the token and big b the network um but um 
So I think the regulators definitely, it's a marketing campaign and maybe it's on purpose for the Bitcoiners to, to confuse these things. I'm like, well, Bitcoin is not a Ponzi or it's not just an investment scheme. It's a utility. There's a utility function. And that, that is true. But technically, if you're an investor of Bitcoin and the token, um, you have a very different goal and mindset from somebody who's just using the Bitcoin network as a utility. So um, maybe the regulators should treat these things differently. And this idea that it's a utility, it's a service, uh, this is where the whole currency part comes in and that Bitcoin could be money. Um, I tend to think Bitcoin is a technology and a service and can, be, can act like a money substitute. Um, but I think ultimately at the end of the day, it's, it's priced in, in dollars. And so, so, so somewhat tied to the dollar, like if the dollar is inflated, then Bitcoin can only be priced in dollars. And, um, if the dollar is replaced by something else or dies, doesn't that mean that Bitcoin eventually, um, since it's tied to it, right, it's priced in it. Doesn't that mean Bitcoin dies unless Bitcoin can, can, um, can adapt and can, there's going to be some other currency that, that comes along that uh, becomes the dominant, um, um, you know, I guess the dominant thing that, that Bitcoin's priced in. But um, but I, I think that, I, I do think that Bitcoin, I think that the Bitcoiners, they're overplaying their hand with the politicians. And getting back to my original topic here, they need to be very careful here. They're going to make a lot of political enemies by, um, by, by proclaiming that they shouldn't be taxed because the average citizen is taxed, right? And if they hear that the Bitcoiners aren't, you know, they don't, they're, they're, they've gotten rich, they've made all these gains, right? All the crypto industry, they're not being taxed. It just... To me, it's not it's not going to go over well uh, with the broader public, and I don't see why I don't like so the Bitcoiners they might be able to benefit themselves um, in the short term from if this law gets passed and they don't have to pay taxes on you know stuff that's they buy with it for two hundred dollars, um, and they might have you know if the government accuses them of not paying taxes maybe they could point to this law and then they could confuse the IRS agents, but at the end of the day, it looks, it's really bad optics. Um, you know, and most Bitcoiners are probably honest, right? Well, some, let's just say some, let's say some are going to pay their taxes normally and they're not going to try to take advantage of this $200 loophole. Um, you know, so, but, but it just, but if you don't take advantage of it, right, you look like a chump. You look like, well, other people are taking advantage of and I and I'm not. And if it's a legal tax loophole, technically you should take advantage of it. Um, you should try to structure your 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 crypto buys, you know, from Bitcoin to whatever other crypto you want to buy, uh, into you know less than two hundred dollar increments. Um, because if you don't, somebody else is, and somebody else is getting away with it. Um, but I, you know. I don't like the public perception of it, that the Bitcoiners don't have to pay taxes. But, um, and that's what I think most people will, will care about. But I actually care about the logic of it, uh, mainly. 
And that is like, how did they come to this logic? And the only thing I can think of is that the Bitcoiners continue to use this logic of, I wish Bitcoin to be money. I wish it to be a currency. And if I pass this law that says that Bitcoiners don't have to pay capital gains tax on Bitcoin transactions of $200 or less, uh, then that'll, that'll help Bitcoin become money. It'll be used further in transactions, right? So I don't really think this way because I think the volatility will uh, prevent Bitcoin from achieving this goal. But this is, I think, their ideology. Like, this is, I think, what their goal is, is I wish Bitcoin to be money. And so if we pass this law, it'll help. Um, this this is um, not, not a reason to pass a law, I think. Um, while I think it might help Bitcoin be used further in transactions, I, I think I don't think it's going to overcome its volatility, which is the main barrier to why Bitcoin isn't used in transactions. So I think this bill um, won't help it help them achieve their narrative of Bitcoin can be legal tender, Bitcoin can become money. I think it's going to publicly backfire on them. Um, but, but again, I don't like the logic of, of how this bill came into existence. Like, I don't think that we should be making decisions on which assets um, have to pay capital gains tax or which, you know, based off of an arbitrary number like $200, right? And based off of what you are um, using this asset um, to buy, right? So you're, you're, you're saying that I shouldn't have to pay capital gains tax as long as I and buying um, um, certain things that are under $200 worth, right, of whatever I could sell the Bitcoin for, right, because the, the items probably are not going to be priced in Bitcoin. I don't think that that's part of the law. So it's basically saying uh, I don't have to pay capital gains tax as long as I barter um, Bitcoin for something else uh, as long as it's less than $200, which is an arbitrary number. Um, but at the end of the day, this Bitcoin has to be sold to raise dollars by either, you know, by, by either party so that the merchant, right, can pay their bills. Um, so it's like you still are selling the Bitcoin, right? So this idea that you're paying for something in Bitcoin, I think the Bitcoiners overlook this idea that you're still selling your Bitcoin. And when you sell an asset, right, that um, that you would typically have to pay prop, you know, capital gains tax on, uh, you have to pay a tax because you've sold the asset and you've made a gain. Now, this idea that we should have to pay any capital gains tax, I'm open to debating that. Uh, but, but again, I don't like the fact that you're just trying to pass legislation that just advantages your, your particular industry. Um, why do we have to pay capital gains tax at all? Well, I guess it's treated as, you know, it's treated as some kind of broad income. And the capital gains tax rate is 20% if you hold your stock over a year. Uh, and you have to pay that, that amount if, you know, so you make a profit, you have to pay 20% capital gains tax. Um, so 20% of your profit, right, goes to the government. Um, they they want to they take, take their cut of, of the tax, of the profit, right? Uh, because this this amount that you sell of your your Bitcoin or stocks or something 
is treated as income because you're, you're, you're like, um, you're profiting off of this, you're living off of this. And if it's less than a year, it's treated as ordinary income and has a higher rate of taxation. Um, but the idea is that you've, you've invested in something, you've sold it at a profit, and now the government wants their cut, right? The government wants their cut. And this is just off of property, right? Stocks are property too, right? I don't know. What are, what are they considered? Are they considered property? I think so. Um, Bitcoin is, I guess, considered property too, according to the IRS. So is the house. So the I, so the government wants their cut. Um, why should Bitcoin get a special, a special advantage here for not having to pay capital gains tax? Um, I guess the argument is that, well, we don't have to pay capital gains tax on a dollar on, on currency. But, you know, if you were to invest in the Forex market and speculate on currencies, I think you have to pay taxes then, right? If you, so if you speculate on currencies and you're trading currencies, I believe you still have to pay taxes if you speculate and you make a profit because that's considered income because you've made a trade. So if Bitcoin is a currency and you are technically selling it for dollars, right? And even in a payment, even if you're buying something with the Bitcoin, you're technically selling this Bitcoin um, to raise dollars to pay uh, the merchant. Now, it, it doesn't really matter if the merchant is accepting the Bitcoin and they're the ones selling the Bitcoin for dollars. Uh, the, the, the item, I think, is priced in dollars. I think this would be my test. If I was a regulator, I'd say, I'd say look, if the item is being priced in dollars, technically you're not paying for it in Bitcoin. I will accept um, the idea that you're paying for something in Bitcoin if you can prove to me that this item is priced in Bitcoin day to day, like the same amount of Bitcoin, right? Um, or, or maybe the, the Bitcoin, maybe the price fluctuates or whatever, but it's priced in Bitcoin. It's always like, um, you know, I don't know. I, I don't do sats, but it's, you know, so let's say um, <laughs> five sats per coffee or 500 sats per coffee. I don't know what it, what, what it would be, uh, but you'd have to price the merchant would have to price stuff in Bitcoin, right? Um, a mortgage lender would have to price a mortgage in Bitcoin. And if that's the case, then we can actually say that stuff is being um, priced in Bitcoin and it truly is acting like a currency. And I think if it's truly acting as like a currency, if it's truly being used as, as a medium of exchange, I'm okay with saying this thing can maybe be exempt from, from cap gains tax if it's truly being used as a currency. But I don't see any evidence of this. And I think that what is happening in Bitcoin, especially with these legal tender put, you know, laws and stuff, and especially this cap gains push, is that they're putting the cart before the horse. Again, they wish Bitcoin to be money. And so they're, act, they're enacting legislation to help push this forward in their mind. You know, maybe they think it's just helping Bitcoin be adopted. Um, but the way I view it is that this is an unfair advantage um, as far as taxes go. But perhaps they seeing it as, okay, we're just trying to help Bitcoin become the currency that we, we know it can be. Okay, right? But, um, but let's see, right? So if this passes, let's see. Will volatility decrease, right? Because it won't be really a currency uh, or money unless the volatility decreases. Um, but the Bitcoiners also have to explain why they're they're advocating for legal tender laws 
right? So they're advocating for like legal tender laws in different states or advocating for, um, for um, the government, like different states to be able to accept Bitcoin as far as taxes go. Um, and this, in, in my mind, the way I view this as a Bitcoin critic, I'm saying, hey, look, you're forcing the taxpayer to buy Bitcoin if you force, if you allow tax, if you allow the government to accept taxes in Bitcoin, because the Bitcoiners can pay their taxes in Bitcoin, but that means that the state or the taxpayer has to buy your Bitcoin from you, which is a forced buyer in the market. And this state isn't going to just huddle this Bitcoin. They're going to need to sell it right for dollars. So now they're on the hook. The taxpayer's on the hook for any slippage, any volatility in the Bitcoin, right from when the Bitcoiner gave it to them. Uh, we know the government's very inefficient, right? It takes them a year to give tax returns. What if there's a blow up in Bitcoin? It goes to 100K and then it goes back down to 10K. Is the government just screwed? Is the taxpayer screwed? How is the government going to figure out how to sell all this Bitcoin for dollars? Are they going to crash the market? So there's, there's, there's all of these things that I dislike about having the taxpayer on the hook to to buy Bitcoin or ver, or basically accept it in, in um, tax um, payments. And the idea, the concept of legal tender of Bitcoin, they're pushing it in different states. Um, and the Bitcoin taxes exemption is, is kind of part of this, this thought process. They've been really pushing it in other, other countries. And I don't think it's taken off as much in the U.S. here, at least as far as different states go. I don't think that they've gotten very far with the idea. But the idea is that in my mind, so if you if you push it as legal tender, it means that the tax the, the state has to accept it for taxes, public debts, and private individuals have to accept it also for the extinguishment of private debts, right? So if you technically have a judgment against you, you're ordered to pay, you can pay in Bitcoin if you want, and they have to the, the court will mandate, hey, you have to accept Bitcoin because it's legal tender, even if they don't want Bitcoin, right? So so this is an example of this. And the way that I view this this push, this legal tender push, is that again, the Bitcoiners are putting the cart before the horse in that they really want adoption to happen. You know, and you can especially see this in, in their push for legal tender to different countries. They really want this adoption to happen, but it's not going fast enough for them. And so instead of just organic adoption, what they're doing now is is forcing at the state level because legal tender laws are a state level, um, federally enforced, let's just say. Uh, they're forcing Bitcoin on people um, through, the, through, through uh, state power. So instead of just organic adoption um, happening, right, now the Bitcoiners are saying, no, 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 this isn't happening fast enough for us. We need to push these, these legal tender laws, right? We need to somehow um, force Bitcoin on certain people. Otherwise, why would they, why, why is it so important for them to have these legal tender laws? Is it a PR campaign, right? Is it that um, they think they'll get tax exemptions, right, from 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 the currency transactions? Um, you know, and if, if Bitcoiners can get this this law passed where they can do it separately from pushing legal tender laws, they've got their tax exemption, right, with Loomis's bill, without having to mandate Bitcoin as legal tender. And we see even in states like 
Colorado, um, uh, Governor Polis, I believe, uh, if he's still there. I think he even said a few months ago that he was going to allow Bitcoiners to pay their tax bill at the state level because Colorado has a state income tax. They're going to allow them to to um, to pay it in Bitcoin. So what are we missing here? We've got we've so we've got some states allowing Bitcoiners to pay taxes in Bitcoin. We've got Loomis's bill, which is going to allow, in theory, uh, Bitcoin exemption from capital gains tax. So what are we what are we missing here that legal tender laws could give to the Bitcoiners? Maybe sort of a legal stamp of approval, a justification. Oh, Bitcoin should be seen as money because it's 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 been granted this legal authority from the state. It's, it's been granted uh, legal tender status and now technically a court of law. You know, if you had to pay your, your child support right in, in to your, your wife or your kids, um, if you wanted to pay in Bitcoin, technically if Bitcoin is made legal tender law, your wife would have to accept it, right? And the court would see this, right? So, so in my opinion, legal tender laws, a lot of the Bitcoiners don't like legal tender. They don't like the fact that the dollar, you know, is legal tender. But here's, a, here's one argument, apologies for the dollar. You know, here's an argument, though, for why legal tender might exist. And maybe this is a separate concept outside the idea of, of having a legal tender. But we need to have some objective standard for for what can what is considered like an extinguishment of debt like of a transaction being paid right and i think a court system the reason why we have a standard of you have to pay your child support in dollars or there's a judgment against you you need to pay it in dollars and not wheat barrels right is because there's some kind of um of standard that we need to accept right so i think I think that legal tender laws get a bad rap, but uh, whatever the concept is, is we, you know, whatever this is that includes the fact that we need a we need an objective standard about what is considered the extinguishment of debt um, or a transfer. We need something that says that if you pay in dollars, uh, that that's considered the you know the debt is paid, right? The debt's considered paid. We need some kind of objective standard. And I think the Bitcoiners are trying to basically force through this idea that Bitcoin should be used as a currency. It should be used as a way to, to uh, another alternative way to, um, to extinguish debt. Uh, so we're going to try to force it down people's throat by making it legal tender. It's almost like they're going around organic adoption. They just want to force it, right? Because maybe organic adoption isn't happening fast enough for them. So this is what this is my opinion. This is just my speculation is that they're trying to do so. Uh, they're trying to um, um, get adoption to go faster, right, through these these lobbying efforts that they can do. Uh, um, but again, I don't think I think it's I think it's an effort that's going to be just wasted. I think it's mainly a PR campaign because, again, I think the idea that Bitcoin can become a medium of exchange um, number one is going to be um, slowed down by the volatility of Bitcoin. Bitcoin needs to figure out how to slow its volatility. And I really haven't seen anything that can suggest that it, it can, right? And then number two that nobody actually brings up that I've mentioned before is that um, Bitcoin is a completely voluntary network. No one is guaranteeing you that your transaction will make it into the block. 
no one is guaranteeing you that you can be able to, to trade your Bitcoin for local currency. So if no one is actually guaranteeing this service, right, I call Bitcoin a service technology, but I call it a bad one because no one's guaranteeing you anything. How can a court system, how can a legal body, how can a state consider Bitcoin a valid method or, or, or way to settle any kind of transaction or payment of debt, right? Because I could say to the government, yeah, I paid my child support, but, um, you know, this Bitcoin miner, he just, he just, he wouldn't, um, he wouldn't confirm my transaction. But um, maybe in the, it's still circulating, I don't know, in the mempool or something. Uh, you know, so, or this idea that, oh, well, my, my, my transaction got in the first block. Oh, but the government standard is that it's not going to be considered paid until 10 blocks in or, or 100 blocks in or whatever it is uh, that they might decide. So, the, the, again, the idea is that how can you rely on a, a transfer um, mechanism or scheme or payment system, right, um, that doesn't even guarantee you a service. And not only that, Bitcoin isn't the common medium of exchange. Bitcoin is still priced in dollars. So how can you even say that Bitcoin itself could be legal tender? Like, I just don't, I don't get it. Um, I don't really get it at all. Uh, anyways, this has gone on um, really long. Uh, if, if anyone has any questions, you can ask, but I'm probably about to end this. So I kind of got off topic, rambled a bunch. Um, yeah, so, okay, I'm going to end it here.